0: Have you ever wanted to jumpstart your fitness goals, but you have no idea where to start? That's why I developed the Get Fit in Six challenge. I started this challenge in 2019, ran a spring challenge as well, and it has been thriving and just like my clients who participate. What's the Get Fit in Six? It's a challenge where you're provided with customized macros, cardio recommendations. You get group support in a private Facebook community a workout split that will keep you progressing and in the gym five times a week, and also a private check-in with me at week three with progressions to your plan. I developed the Get Fit in six because I understand that not everybody has the availability to check in weekly or even the finances to do so. So let me ask you, are you ready to get fit? And if you are, check out the description. Welcome back to Beyond the Bikini Radio. I have um, my friend and, well, business coach, Alex Mazurko here. Um, Alex, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a fun fact about yourself
1: too. Well, I'm Alex, like you said. Um, I have previously competed in 15 bikini and figure shows and... I have a dog named Charlie, but she's a girl. So everyone said she is a boy. That could be a fun fact.
0: Yeah. So Alex, uh, I wanted to get her on my podcast today because it has been almost a year since I have been a student for uh, Build Your Brand. And this is Alex's coaching where she helps um, brands build up their business and teaches us how to. Um, run an online business and give us that guidance and it's such a unique program and it truly changed my life. A lot of you guys have seen my Instagram, seen my clients, seen my business transform within the past year and I honestly, um, it's a lot to do with working with Alex and investing in myself. So um, Alex, why don't you tell us more about what you do when it comes to building brands?
1: So uh, almost two years ago, I started this twelve week program because I saw all of these business coaches, you know, offering a service um, for thousands of dollars, and then people coming to me as a graphic designer in the space um, and and wanting a website, a logo, ebooks design, and them not having any leftover money to afford that. And, You know, I do believe information is valuable and, you know, you, you should pay a price for it. But at the same time, there was nothing out there that was incorporating everything you needed to get your brand up and running. So I now work with lawyers and financial advisors to be able to give you that information, Um. With an LLC, what are you going to do for your taxes? Um, what kind of contracts you should have? All the way to how are you designing your ebook? What kind of offers are you creating? And at the end of it, you get a website, you get a logo. You have an actual brand that is tangible. So when people think of Nicole Ferrier, they they see your brand, they see your colors, they it evokes an emotion. Um, And they Mm want to connect with it. And a lot of people are doing that on Instagram. But where are you taking them to off of that platform that you can speak to them because you know, you don't own your audience. And not every post is seen. So having that, that web page, that landing page, that you're able to speak to them and give them more information is crucial.
0: Yeah, and I think that brand building is one of the most powerful tools that we have going on um, in this day and age. And this wasn't always a thing. You know, people weren't building their own personal brands. And branding is so important. Like when you think of different restaurants, like you are not just thinking about the food, but you're thinking about the colors or logo, uh, the atmosphere there. And that's almost like what we are working as. Um, business owners is creating our own atmosphere and creating what we want our impact to be for our clients. And I know that it wasn't just about the brand building while working with you, but you also just helped me develop as like a business owner. And too often I see people wanting to get involved with online coaching, but they don't realize all the logistics that go into it. And you know what? What happens when you want to like buy a house or get a lease, <laughs> or uh, you have to prove that you actually have income and taxes, and there's so much involved, and it's not just hey, I open up my laptop and I work from the beach. Um, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. There's so much more that goes into it. So, Alex, why don't you um, tell us a little bit about where you think people get the misconception when it comes to running your own business online?
1: So yeah, I think Instagram, you know, it's this powerful tool and this social space and even just the internet in general, you can now start a business with a few hundred dollars and you can start a successful business. But the misconception is that you have people on social media trying to promote their business or their entrepreneurial services. And saying you can work from the beach, you can work one hour a day, you know, that you're Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week. And I truly believe in, you know, as you know, hiring a team and creating processes and simplifying things so you do have more free time. But then you also forget about the fact that you're the one running payroll, creating invoices, hopping on the calls, writing the posts, designing the workouts. Then you have to design your freebie. And no one's telling you that you're going to wear a million hats. So build your brand really tries to prepare you to set up your business in a way that makes wearing all of those hats a little bit easier.
0: Yeah. There's so many hats that I'm wearing and I didn't even think that I was going to have, well, I knew I was going to have responsibility, but I didn't realize it was this much responsibility. And a lot of people, I think, who are wanting to run a business, they don't necessarily quite get it. They don't get the admin, they don't get the customer service, the invoicing, like all these different hats you're gonna have to wear and you still need to show up and show up regularly for your audience and produce great content. So um, Alex, what do you think is one downfall that you see in people who are trying to create their brand? uh, Kind of like a big mistake that you see that's going on.
1: Sorry, say that again. So what would you say is
0: a big flaw that people have when trying to start their own business?
1: They, they underestimate the amount of time. Um, we go through a bunch of brand exercises the first week in Build Your Brand um, where we really focus on who is your ideal client and who are you speaking to? Because if you don't know who you're speaking to, you don't know what kind of content to create and you pull up your Instagram and you go to type, and you end up sitting there for an hour or scrolling for an hour because you don't know who you're speaking to. So I would definitely say, you know, underestimating the amount of time it takes and then underestimating um, how easy it is to build to build not only audience. the business but yeah to build that audience that is connected with your brand do or die um, they want to support you no matter what.
0: yeah definitely.
1: I think people think that oh I just have this following and because they have this following they'll buy whatever I tell them to or the, you know I'll just be able to monetize immediately but if you don't if you don't spend that time building up that trust and speaking to that ideal client, and making them feel heard, um, they're not gonna want to buy anything that you're mm-hmm. selling.
0: I think, um, a lot of like the misconceptions too is just you know, take cute pictures, bikini pictures, <laughs> sports bra, leggings, yeah, pictures, and I'm just gonna write like three sentences and like, where are my customers? Like, where. Where's my business? You can't create a business just from booty pics. Like you need to produce good quality content. And Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to have this like master's degree or be someone who has invested thousands and thousands in like college education. But there's so much good free content out there and just study up and learn and be able to educate and teach your potential clients on why you would be a good fit for them. And what can you provide? them, that would be helpful. Um, Of course, there's influencers out there that have created a business from like try on hauls and things like that. But that's not really going to be a long lasting business. Um, At the end of the day, we're all going to age, we're all going to change appearance wise looks and you have to create substance. And I'm sorry to break it to some people, but booty shots are not it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I always say that, you know, you're not going to be young and beautiful forever. There's always going to be the next person in line. So really building a presence in an email list or through a website where people can go that has more than booty photos, you know, a blog, a podcast, um, where can you continue to provide more value? And that's, what's going to build the trust.
0: Yeah, definitely. So Alex, what got you into fitness and tell us a little bit more about your business right now.
1: Oh, Paul, the businesses. So I left my career um, two years ago in pursuit of becoming an online coach. And that was kind of around the time where it started to get a little bit trendy, but not the way it is now. What Um, was your career? um, I have a degree in graphic design and marketing. So I actually was working for a fitness startup called Numa. It's an organic electrolyte drink. So I was designing the packaging and a lot of marketing material. And they saw that I was like constantly responding to messages and constantly on my phone because I want, I just generally work. (laughs) Yeah. While I was at work. (laughs) So I, they saw that I had this insane passion and an opportunity came up to run, um, the protein company, I work with NutriKey social media, and I took it and I didn't ask them. And I just thought, Oh, I can do both. Well, they weren't really okay with that. And I had to make a decision and they kind of pushed me to, you know, leave and say, you know, we see you working really hard. um, And we see you succeeding, but you, you can't pull yourself into a million directions. And Two years later, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm pulling myself in a million directions. So, um, after you know, coaching fitness coaching for about a year, all of my friends knew that I could design and they saw that I had had my website and they saw my design work and things that I was doing. And people kept asking me to help them. And so that's when Build Your Brand came about, and I decided to dive back into that design world. Um, and I kind of on the fly created this 12-week, for lack of a better word, course or program where we focus on um, brand building, brand elements, freebies, ebooks, marketing, sales, and then the last uh, three to four weeks is building out your website. So by the end of it, you get all of the tools that you would need to, to have a sustainable business and Nicole has been one of my star students, <laughs> um,
0: which I, uh, I struggled at first.
1: Yes. And I was like, Oh boy, what are we going to do? But you said something earlier in the conversation about, you know, there are plenty of free resources out there to get started. And I caution people before you go drop thousands of dollars on a coach's post. Coach. <laughs> yeah. On a mastermind. Um that you utilize free resources and information and you know we do offer a lot of that and build your brand uh, but that's not the main aspect it's to give you those brand elements and those tools that most people are not designers Um, Nicole I give you a lot of credit for your you've kind of become a Canva genius I uh,
0: I feel like I found a little passion for graphic design in a way, not at your level, but I truly do enjoy making my little graphics.
1: Yeah, but and you have to. So if you're not at the point where you can hire someone, you know, to do it full time, and you know, I help and and give feedback to all of my clients if they create something on their own. I definitely put in my two in my two cents. Um, but it's a great start to be able to have a template and say, this is what my brand is going to look like and not choosing a million fonts or hot pink because you like hot pink. You know, my design teachers always used to say, well, I like chocolate milk. So should I just pour chocolate milk on it? No, no. Um, You know, hot Mm -hmm. pink usually doesn't speak to everyone and it probably doesn't speak to your ideal client. Yeah. Um, So over the last um, year I've built up, this social media marketing, branding, mini agency. So Build Your Brand kind of has grown into an agency and um, around the same time that started to grow, I hired a co-coach, Kelsey, which I believe she's been on this podcast. Um, Yeah,
0: (laughs) she was um, on my podcast two, two episodes ago. So if you guys haven't listened to that, you can go listen to Kelsey's story talking about how she went from 200 pounds to becoming a bikini competitor. She actually works under Alex.
1: Yeah, she. I'm. I always say that she ruined it for everyone else because I don't want to hire anyone else because she's so good, and I'm scared that everyone else will suck. <laughs> um. So what she's really helped with is grow the macro mindset, and then we turned that into a yearly membership, um, yearly mindset. But that's gonna we're gonna change the name to monthly mindset. So I've grown really really fast in a way and not really fast in other ways but i've grown out of being one business and i now have to separate um because i'm not just doing design work for fitness people anymore i have to then separate my businesses and we're in the process of doing that which is a lot
0: (laughs) yeah and when you are wearing so many hats and business expansion and evolving over time i mean I look at my business for the long run, and I know that 23-year-old Nicole is going to be different from 33-year-old Nicole. Yeah, and I'm always wondering, you know, where is my business going to take me? And I know that you always will feel this natural call to action as a female entrepreneur on where you feel called to uh, focus on your work. But I think one big thing I see too of entrepreneurs is burnout and overworking and not taking enough time for yourself. And Alex, I think that you and I both share this where we work, work, work and have a hard time Mm -hmm. unplugging. Uh, You recently went on a vacation and was talking about how you're getting like anxiety by like not checking your emails. And I relate to this so much, um, especially with how much my business has grown after working with you and build your brand, my business, grew so much where I am looking to hire out now. But again, comes that trust issue and that control issue that I have. Um, But tell us, you know, how do you work on on unplugging? Because you did suffer with some gut issues as well.
1: Yeah, so I made a rule that 8pm is my shut off time. And maybe once or twice a month, I'm, I'm going past that. But I've kind of given up this stress or I try to give up the stress about, well, I didn't get a post-up today. Like, I don't think I've gotten a post-up in like four or five days um, because posting isn't necessarily my priority. The, you know, check-ins in my inbox are a priority. The, cl- the design work that I have to do is a priority. Um, and if I were a fitness client and I saw, you know, my coach, Gallivanting around on social media, but not being able to get back to me, that would be a, a red flag. So, um, I did just go on a little mini vacation, and I found out the day before that I, I was visiting my Nana and she does not have Wi Fi. So, um, that was interesting because I didn't have the opportunity to be able to work whenever I wanted to. I was definitely thrown out of my routine, which, you know, kind of flared up some anxiety. But it also puts things back into perspective that nothing is that urgent, you know, nothing. I'm not a heart surgeon. No one needs heart surgery right this minute and everything will be okay. And I have had to put my foot down with, it's funny, more of my design clients than my fitness clients who they're just needy (laughs) for lack of a better word. Um, People expect things, you know, we live in this world of instant gratification and unless you work full time for someone, you know, 24 to 48 hours is a normal response time. And we put all of this pressure on ourselves as entrepreneurs to make a good impression and to go above and beyond. Um, And I do that off the bat and it often sets the precedence that people we'll get something in an hour every single time. But, you know, I hosted a retreat last fall, and I had to step away from my retreat, because a client needed something, and I shouldn't have done it. Um, I, I did it. But now on a go forward basis, they expect that. So There's just has to be this balance of being there for whoever your client is and whatever business you're in, but having boundaries and saying, okay, well, I'm going to go on vacation. And as a contract worker, do you, you know, there's this debate, do you really get vacation? Um, Because you could work late at night or you work early in the morning and you can work weekends, but should you, are you most productive when you never take a day off? No. So you need to build that into your work week. Um, Saturdays are my off days. Um, Sundays are usually my build your brand days. Uh, But then there's other days of the week where I might be able to take a half day or I I try to, you know, batch work and schedule all of my appointments or hair, nails, eyelashes, yoga all on one day. Yeah. So I'm not running around and doing other things in the middle of the day, and I can maximize the productivity of my other days um, while still kind of getting a day off. But like, you know, you never really turn it off. Um, I was having trouble sleeping, which, you know, was affecting my gut health, which is why I had that 8 p.m. shut off time, which is probably even still too late. Um, I'm really big on the blue light and how that affects your melatonin and, you know, your circadian rhythms. And I, I was, I wasn't, and I probably still don't give my brain enough time to stop thinking about work. Cause I'll lay my head down on the pillow and a big, oh, but that's a good idea. And then it keeps you up half the night.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I struggle with this so much. Um, I know that I have a very hyper creative mind and I think that's why I love Canva so much and I produce a lot of video content um, my podcast my YouTube, my Instagram it's all going. Um, again we wear all the hats so all this content is coming from us and sometimes I always have to like check myself and I get better with this um, but that's putting my phone down and being present at what I'm doing so now like when I'm working out And a client texts me or someone dms me and wants a response or emails me i have to you know check myself and be like you know what nicole right now you're working out you're at the gym be present at the gym and then you can switch over tasks instead of constantly switching your brain from Mm -hmm. emails instagram working out having a conversation with this person switch 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 you're not going to be efficient and effective at your job so just be present in the moment and realize that, you know, we don't clock out. We don't ever get to clock out. Um, People just want responses right away. They want us to answer all their questions, but we're human too, and we need time to recharge because if we don't, like, we're not gonna be able to be our best for our clients. Mm -hmm.
1: it's, I always say like a healthy, a healthy body finds its healthy weight. Well, a healthy entrepreneur finds their creativity, you know? it, it's true. You, we, you can't be on your creative a game. If you don't ever have that time away, it's like when people say you're working um, in your business instead of on your business.
0: Yeah, definitely. So Alex, I was wanting to ask you about competing a little bit. Um, I did want to cover, you know, your build your brand program, but I also want to talk about your experience with stepping on stage and how that has influenced you to the businesswoman you are today.
1: Oh, you're you're making me nostalgic. I like I said me in the this conversation stepped on stage fifteen times. Well, more than fifteen times um, because I crossed over quite a bit, and I always had a passion for health and fitness and went to college and you know. Gained the freshman 20-ish and kind of fell out of it. And my junior and senior year sparked that because of some health concerns. And it's something I always wanted to do. So uh, five years ago, I stepped on stage uh, pretty much for the first, yeah, right about almost exactly five years ago.
0: Back before it was mega trendy. Yeah,
1: back before it was mega trendy. And, you know, I I think if I actually would have had Adam um, or a good coach that first go around, I could have, you know, probably done bigger things than I was able to do when I started a little later in the game. And we just it comes down to choosing the wrong shows and not listening. And I was very addicted to the The feeling of prep. Not I, I'm not addicted to being lean. Like I feel like the, is the majority of the problem, um, and I'm not addicted to going to that pro card. It, it's great, and if it happens, it happens. I like to win. That's that's what I like. So winning obviously means you win a pro card if you're at that level. But um, for me, it was the structure of prep. Like I really thrive on the discipline, the structure because it eliminates a lot of choices and it reduces my anxiety. Um, and it helps you process a lot of things. And I I was going through a lot of things. I totaled my car twice. I lost my cousin who was like a brother. I was a caregiver for him. Um, I went through, you know, some pretty traumatic stuff Mm -hmm. and I just use prep as an outlet to dive deeper and deeper and deeper. And before I knew it, um, I had spent 22 out of 24 months in a caloric deficit, and I had, you know, basically competed year-round twice. And Did you say 22 months? Yeah. So, I was in a caloric deficit for, you know, pretty much two years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, I, I took a grand total of two months off in between my seasons of doing seven shows and then doing five shows. Um. And I really destroyed my gut. And I'm not going to say competing didn't destroy my gut. The stress and the stimulants and, you know, the other factors in my life destroyed my gut. And PrEP exacerbated that um, because you're not getting a lot of diversity in nutrients. Um, You're not resting. You know, you're likely training five to seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. So when you have calories and something's going wrong in your body, but you're working out harder and harder and harder and harder, those calories are going to go to your workout before they go to heal what's going on in your body. So I just exacerbated the situation. And even as my symptoms got worse, I. You're a pusher. I just, yep, I, I'm a pusher um and you know it came down to Adam saying you know you're done and I said no I'm not and I chose to do one more show because um, Pittsburgh North Americans is the only show that you the only national show you can cross over at and I thought that would have been an amazing opportunity and the day before I um, had one of my episodes for mm-hmm. lack of a better term and I blew up I I remember watching that and because I was just
0: following you for a while before I ever invested in your coaching but I remember seeing I think I reached out to you too where I was like like is everything okay like I was like getting concerned for you because (laughs) you looked like you were uncomfortable and in pain which I'm sure you were
1: yeah so a lot of I got so many messages that were like oh yeah oh you're upset about how you look I would I would kill to look like you and I was like you don't understand you wouldn't kill to feel like me and i was in so much i was in so much physical pain and i had paid the money and i wasn't i was not gonna not step on the stage not like it, it was something that i had to do to feel like i didn't completely give up um but i that's probably the worst I have ever looked and probably will ever look on stage, I hope. Um, I mean, I legitimately looked pregnant and was over 10 pounds heavier than the day before. So to be holding a solid 10 pounds of water and inflammation and food backed up was very uncomfortable. And I spent the next three months rapidly putting on 25 pounds. And then I put on another almost 20 pounds, uh, 15. I total gained about 40, you know, but 15 of that would have been normal weight. Cause I was at, you know, a stage yeah. lean weight. So, you know, I should be around 125 pounds and I quickly shot up to 150. Um, and things only were getting worse. And I was eating, I was not overeating. I was eating seventeen hundred calories, and so you can do the math. You know, I here I am a coach, and I'm talking to my coach, and I'm the math isn't adding up. How could I, you know, just be packing on these pounds? And I dug and did my own research. I ordered my own stool test, um, which led to me working with Biome, um, and me really diving into this whole gut health world. And spending the next year and a half healing my gut. And that's where we are today. I'm down, you know, 20 of those 25 pounds. And I've pretty much healed. I would say I'm like 90, 95% healed. I do protocols here and there um, just to make sure everything is good. I'm in one right now. And it's hopefully my last big, big protocol. It's a 90-day um, series of eliminating foods and herbs and it's meant to heal and reseal the gut but my biggest concern and why I talk about it and why you know I talked about my poop for the last two years (laughs) is because you have these young women jumping in and they're addicted to show after show after show and their coaches are pushing them and they're not giving their bodies time off and they're experiencing these Horrible hormonal imbalances, gut imbalances, um, mental and physical imbalances. Uh, People don't talk about um, the mental. Can I cuss on here? Oh, fucking go for it. (laughs) The mental fuck that competing is and how excluded you can feel and how deprived that you can feel and how obsessed that you can feel. And to not be able to take a step back from that for at least half the year, in my opinion, is a, is a big problem. Um, and- I know
0: in prep right now, um, I've been going through my own personal trauma, which you've known about. And yes, prep is great because it keeps you focused and tunnel vision on one set goal um, and a little bit obsessed in a way. But I've already made a promise and I haven't really announced this on Instagram yet but I promised myself after this year especially with how low my macros are getting already and how high my cardio is it's just getting extreme and it's getting harder and harder for me to get leaner I need to take at least a year off
1: mm-hmm. I I just wish that more coaches were saying no and I mean <laughs> Then you have girls quitting and finding another coach that will tell them yes. And that's, that's just a big problem. And to be able to step outside of it and, and know that you will make more progress and you will be a better athlete. If you have an off season, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like when you tell people that if you increase your calories, you actually might lose weight um, (laughs) because they've under eaten for so long and, and nobody wants to listen. Um, but I hope people who have gone through, you know, these things like Lauren Irik, myself, Sarah, um, where you've really gotten your body into a a A bad place. Yeah. I wouldn't wish it on anyone what I went through. Um, you know, I had to stop training for three and a half, four months. My body just needed to recover and that that takes away from a person who's a large part of my identity. Yeah. A large, I identify as an athlete and training helps me so much mentally Mm -hmm. more than anything. And I had to give it up because my body just couldn't recover with the stress that I was putting on it. And working out is most of the time, good stress on your body. Um, but when you have a million other stressors going on, that exactly. is you know yeah that's just adding one more thing to the pile and it's something mm-hmm. you can take off you can't just quit your job if it's stressful and you can't you know you, you can't get rid of your kids and you know things like <laughs> that you, you can't some get people rid of. Will want to <laughs> yeah some people might want to Um but you have to focus on the stressors that you can eliminate. And like I said earlier, your calories are going to go to keep you from not passing out in your workout. They're not going to go to heal the lining of your gut.
0: Yeah. And your calories will become very low in prep. And I think I, I, you talk a lot about your gut issues, but for me, like my biggest thing that I talk about is amenorrhea and losing your period. Every single prep, I lose my period. And A lot of women just think it's normal to lose that for prolonged periods of time. And your body sends you signals. Like your body is smart. It will let you know if something's wrong In prep, like you're going to need to sleep a lot more to take care of your body and to take care of the stress. You're going to have, you're not going to have energy to do a lot of things. You're not going to have energy. Like even today, I was going grocery shopping and I was like, I'm just so tired. Like I don't want to do this. Like, and you have to force yourself through these daily tasks. And I think um, being okay with taking some time off, I've taken like only six to eight months off. But I think just being okay with taking some time off and realizing that you don't need to be stage lean to know what you're talking about when it comes to training and nutrition. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves too, is if you're stage lean, people look at your body and they're like, wow, she must know what she's doing. But You can be shredded, but it doesn't mean that your brain is like any better or that you actually know what you're doing. It's really just the result of severe caloric restriction Mm -hmm. and overtraining. Like that's all prep is.
1: Oh, yes. And I think having that coach that tells you when to push the brakes and when to push the pedal to the metal and to have no. an outside perspective or implement diet breaks or, you know, to be able to do it the healthiest. It's not healthy, regardless. It's just not yeah. healthy. But there are healthier know, ways. Yeah, there are healthier ways to do it. And being strategic about that, like mm-hmm. taking time off, you know, mm-hmm. it's going it's to help them maximize your longevity in the sport. Yeah. yeah, and t- taking diet breaks during prep. Yeah. Like I
0: know. Even during my prep this year, we're planning to take like diet breaks within it, and even possibly reversing into shows. And please be of a coach who will tell you when to put on the breaks. I completely trust Paul. Like every single check-in, he's like, "We should have took a year off. We should have took a year off. Here's your updates." Like <laughs> he just keeps on reiterating it over and over again. But we're already so far deep. But we have been working together this is a year or two. So he's really starting to learn my body, which that's important too for all you coach hoppers.
1: Oh, Um, thank you for saying that.
0: Yeah. He's really starting to learn my body and he's really just like reiterating, you know, we need to take time off. Here's your updates. Here's the plan moving forward. And I love working with him and I think that everyone will find their own coach. But stick with a coach that's not going to keep forcing you into shows just to collect trophies. Like, be smart about why you're competing. Like, why are you doing these shows? What's your outcome? Do you want to just collect a bunch of trophies so you can put them in a box? Or <laughs> are you wanting to turn pro or become Miss Bikini Olympia? Like, what do you want out of this? What are you doing?
1: Yeah, I... <laughs> it's funny. There's, like, $3 trophies. <sighs>
0: Yeah, I don't even know what to do with mine. Like, I'm moving, and I'm like, do I want these? I don't know.
1: Paul made me throw most of mine away. They're like
0: Barbie dolls. You're like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I like you, but I. It's yeah. Like, it's it's he, weird. He
1: he makes fun of me that I kept my first place ones, and I was like, yo, dude, like, come on. And he's like, well, what if I kept my um, like my hockey trophy or whatever he said, and I was like, but you don't still play hockey.
0: Yeah, true. and
1: he's old. He's you know that was like fifteen years. Ago. He's old. <laughs> he is. Oh, oh. Oh. He's
0: thirty
1: four. Yeah, yeah. You guys, I'm not saying for anybody who's thirty four is listening. I'm not saying that thirty four is old. <laughs> but it's all relative
0: to when you were done competing. Yes, yeah, like, whatever avenue that was.
1: I just like to give him a hard time.
0: Yeah, but um. So Alex, what would be I'm going to kind of close out the podcast here, but um, I'm going to ask you two separate questions. One being, what would be your biggest advice to young female entrepreneurs who are wanting to invest in a coach?
1: Uh, oh, that would be a business coach. I was going to say a fitness coach. Okay. <laughs> um, a business was, coach. The next I one would will be a fitness say, coach. Um, you do as much research on the internet as you possibly can Do not go for the first person who's got 500,000 followers or a hundred thousand followers and tells you it's six grand, you know, my mastermind. Yeah. What are you paying for? Are you talking to this person? Um, What are they going to cover? What are are you going to get any resources? What happens after the 12 weeks? Um, I would definitely find as much free information, utilize Pinterest, utilize webinars, utilize, you know, email lists that you can hop on and people will give you freebie content, which is then what I teach and build your brand itself. But utilize all of the free content. Definitely talk to more than one person. And just because that person has followers does not mean that they are the,
0: legitimate yeah
1: it, it doesn't mean that they're what they tell you do they have a business to, I mean be re- I hate to say that you don't you don't need a business degree experience is very very valid uh but do your research i talk to more than one person and what are you paying thousands of dollars for you know I you know build your brand is expensive it's six grand and but I cost out everything for you. It's $2,000 for the coaching. It's $2,000 for the branding and the web er, and the freebie and ebook. And then it's $2,000 for a website. And most of the coaches I know are being quoted six grand for a website. So I, I have friends who are out there and they paid six grand for so-and-so coach. And then they paid six grand to have their website built. And then they have to pay every time they want something updated or changed. And something that I'm really passionate about, um, and clearly Nicole has implemented, is being able to use the templates and the tools that I provide, and then go on to create your own graphics. Don't, and yeah, don't she, hire a
0: coach and expect them to do the work for you. You still need to work your ass off.
1: Yeah, so... You know, what we do in Build Your Brand is you create, it's still your job to create the content and it's my job to make it look pretty. And oftentimes I teach you how to make it look pretty. So after I'm gone, um, you can continue. (laughs) Please don't go ruin all of the branding work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. And side note too, um, if your coach or whatever is being pushy and pressuring you that you are firing on their services and it's almost like a act now or you're not gonna get. oh my god if it feels sleazy if it feels salesy don't commit to it if you listen to your gut like when I know Alex and I hopped on a gold call together and I was like triggered to everybody all (laughs) night and I was like I don't know what to do but I do know what to do and I was like, I really like her. And I really vibed with her. And then, you know, your your gut will tell you. So listen to your gut.
1: Yes. Um, and you asked to speak to um, uh, you asked to speak to everybody. Like, I think you spoke to Christine, Susan, Sarah. Oh, yeah. Sarah. I spoke to like, everybody. I'm to a hard everybody. sale. Yeah. I was like, here, you know, I don't, and I don't think anybody had a bad thing to say, or at least I hope no. not.
0: No, they didn't. And that's the thing too.
1: Like if your mm.
0: said coach can't provide you with clients that they've worked with that are actual success stories and aren't just like cinematic YouTube videos where it seems so like beautiful, like oh. bullshit, like you need the real stuff, call real people, do your research, be
1: smart people. Well, and the funny thing is that a lot of these people will give a testimonial, but then I'm friends with them and they don't have anything really that nice to say. And I'm like, Then why did you make that testimonial? Because now other people are going to go, you know, trust that person, you know, but teach their own. And I think there are great things about every coach. I think no matter what situation you're in, you should be able to learn from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should be able to, you should, no matter what, you should be able to learn from your situation and make something work. And if you can't, then I don't think anybody is going to be the right coach for you. But if you can, then nothing's really a waste. And, you know, there's just, there's opportunity and growth in every situation that you're in.
0: Definitely. And I I really do love that um so alex i am going to link all of your information if you guys are wanting to get more information in regards to her coaching services again she truly has transformed my life i went from someone who didn't believe in myself my brand my business because i didn't have that clarity and after investing in build your brand it completely i mean you always make me blush when you're like you're my star student because like i promised myself that i was going to work my ass off Um, not only in my business for myself, but my clients too. My clients are my world, and they provide me with the flexibility um, to live a life full of service and content and growth and supporting other women, and I wouldn't change up for the world. So I I truly do appreciate all that you do, Alex, and know that, um, that your mission is super important to me. I'm just trying to get your message out there even more because it deserves to be heard and you're gonna make me cry (laughs) it's just this industry is getting a little bit too too foggy and i want people to see that there is good quality coaches out there that will guide you towards your goals it's not going to be an easy road you're gonna have to work your ass off but it will be worth it as long as you're connecting and creating good relationships with the right people
1: I, I love that you use the word foggy and I, re- I really strive to be that clarity in the fog and to consistently be providing, you know, genuinely good work to, and services to my fitness clients and my design clients, because it leads to people like you spreading the the good word. And I truly, truly, truly appreciate that.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I mean, You've given me tools that I can just expand upon and grow from. And I think everybody needs someone to learn from and level up from and regardless, if that's a family member, a coach, a friend, just have someone that will push you to evolve and become your best self. So I truly do appreciate you, Alex.
1: Uh, Well, I love you, Nicole. And thank you so much for having me on.
0: You're welcome. Thank you so much. And again, guys, if you're needing more information in regards to build your brand, Or you're just wanting to follow Alex on Instagram and learn more about gut health.